We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hell. Coming at you guys from Blue Wire Studios in the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Shout out to everybody here holding it down in the booth. This is a special week. We'll tell you guys why later on on one of our other episodes. But tee it up for you guys now. Make sure you guys listen to everything else throughout the week. Shout out to everyone who's on Patreon. Again, numbers keep growing. The shows keep getting more and more fun. Hip-hop show last week was great. I love to see people watching the weekly episodes as well. You know, you guys throw us up on the YouTube, watch us at home, on the big screen, all that stuff, more than just our voice. So if you're not on Patreon yet, make sure you guys get over there and join the madness. It's great to speak with everyone there. Tons of stuff for people. We're about to have giveaways over there, trying to finalize some of that stuff. So it's only getting bigger and bigger and bigger on Patreon. Thank you to the Corner Club who's making that happen already. We appreciate you guys. Dre, this week, starting off with boxing. Hmm. It's been an afterthought. Uh, last week, I don't even think we did boxing. We just did two pro wrestling shows. We lightly touched on something. I don't remember what it was. I forgot what it was. And it was like in the beginning of the MMA show. Yeah. So it, it was barely talking about boxing. And that's cool because there wasn't too much moving and shaking. But this week, we have Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney. Huge press tour. Went face-to-face for the first time today. We'll talk about that, talk about their fight. But we have a couple big announcements. So Canelo Alvarez is out of PBC. We'll talk about what that means. And you have to, now we can definitively say, is Canelo a duck or he isn't a duck? And we'll give that answer today. Terrence Crawford, free agent. Not to get over overlooked. It's one of those things where time has expired on that Errol Spence rematch. What's next for Terrence Crawford? We'll talk about that. And then Edgar Berlanga wins his fight, gets a stoppage. It feels like his first stoppage in two years, two and a half years after the monster run of 16 straight first round finishes. So we'll talk about Berlanga. What's next for him? I feel like that might intertwine with another topic that we have going. So a lot to talk about in boxing today and off rip. But I guess we could talk with with Haney and Ryan Garcia because you talk to him Super Bowl week. You're like, oh, Ryan's a little bit different. We talked about Ryan, you know, really, you know, going out there. It just seems like there's some malice behind it. Constantly pointing out that Devin Haney's dad is allegedly a pimp from Oakland. I feel like that's like the biggest stereotype you can get as a pimp from Oakland. Sure. But uh, he's calling him out all the time, saying he's pimping his son, all this. Like, it's very, very personal. They were in each other's face today. And it's just the beginning. They don't, they don't fight each other until the 20th, which appears to be Brooklyn now. It is Brooklyn. You never know with Ryan and his tweets and his crying. This is a Vegas fight. It it's, is. I mean, it is a Vegas fight, but it's happening in Brooklyn because Canelo supposed to happen two weeks later. So they don't want to do two events back to back. I get it. I wish it was here, but it ain't. Yeah. I'm not going to Brooklyn. I don't know if I'm going or not, but yeah, it's, I mean, Barclays, whatever. I mean, Ryan's not wrong. It's a Vegas fight. It's a huge fight. I don't want to... Brooklyn? Barclays? Yeah. Not even at the Garden. No. Like, who else is Barclays? 
Top rank runs run shows in the garden. Thank you. Who goes to Barclays? It was PBC until a long time ago. Yeah, until like, allegedly lost the contract. It ain't it ain't a great fight for for Brooklyn. Like Brooklyn is not the garden. So no, but even then they haven't had a fight there in so long that I feel like people will come out. No, I figure people kind of starved for fights. It's been a second. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, people are going to come out. It's just you know, like as you know, covering fights. New York sucks. It's like, not the greatest. No, it sucks. It's not the not the, it's not the greatest. It sucks covering fights in New York. The time difference, the fact that nothing is connected. So you you that's because we're spoiled though. We being are. on the West Coast that's, and fights getting done at like ten. 10 but 30. but in Vegas, the fight is at the hotel. Press conferences at the hotel. You ain't got to worry about a ton of traffic. New York, everything's all spread out. It sucks. I hate fights in New York. I hate it. But if you're a fan, you plan on going. I love the city, though. I mean, I love the city, too, but I don't like going there for a fight. No, because my worst thing is is trying to find a bar after the fight. Because after I cover all these fights, like, my adrenaline is just through the roof. Yours is? I want to go to sleep. Really? Hell yeah. I couldn't sleep if I tried. I'm always out. Three in, in the Vegas? morning, I am not trying to be anywhere. Oh, in New York. But- I'm gallivanting through the streets of New York. Yeah, I'm good. trying to. There's like an Irish bar two blocks up from MSG that I usually go to. There's a like a boxing bar randomly. I went to, shout out to Corey Urban. Like me and Corey went there after the zone fight once. Probably the last time they ran the garden. Me and Corey went there. And then there's like a hotel bar in like 34th. No, I'm that, get- that's open late night. The only gallivanting I'm doing is going to sleep. I'm just into it. It's three in the morning. What the fuck am I doing? The night is young. No, it's not. The city never sleeps. Stray. The city does sleep. And so do I. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> like, fuck that. But anyway, Haney, Haney and, uh, and, uh, and Ryan Garcia, it's, it's so funny because Ryan, you know, they're doing the car wash. They did first take. They're doing like all these shows. He did the breakfast club. And I said it when I talked to him on Super on Media Row, he's he's different. And it's not I I think he doesn't have a false sense of 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 confidence, right? I've seen fighters who get into fights, Jamel Charlo, who you look at him and like, you don't really think you're gonna win this fight. Ryan thinks he's going to beat Devin Haney. Like beyond a shadow of a doubt, there is no doubt in his mind he's gonna beat that man. Like he's exuding that kind of confidence. It's gonna end up getting him fucked up. But it's entertaining to watch, right? Like, he is pissed. He, like, he knows he needs this fight. He, his rivalry, he calls it game seven because they're three and three. It's a big fight for him, but, bruh, I keep underestimating Devin Haney. Like, y'all, everybody keeps doing it. They all keep doing it. Yeah, I don't think there's many fighters that can beat Devin Haney. I think there's very few. Yeah, and. I, I again, I think that peer circle is pretty well known, and I don't think Ryan's amongst those peers that are going to beat him. But if you want to beat Devin Haney, Javante Davis probably I would I would pick Tank to beat him. Maybe, yeah, everyone's a maybe. No one's a definite. Yeah, I mean he's I that good it, on any given night. I saw the man lose to Lomachenko, but there's neither here nor there. Uh, Teofimo, if his head's on straight, if can beat Devin Haney, but maybe. Devin Haney can beat him. It's, I'm, I'm, I've watched, you know, it's been funny for the past. Boots like, beats Devin Haney. Boots is like 154 pounds. Like he's fighting at 47. Like Boots is. That's, that's true. But Devin's even, hop skipping a jump from going up. Nah, it's like Boots is Boots. But again, it's a lot of unproven fighters we're talking about. Yeah. Devin's proven. He's the youngest of the group and he's proven. The funny thing is over the past. He's the youngest. Wow. Yeah. The funny thing is over the past two years. Everybody except for Javante Davis has had a shitty fight. And Javante Davis just doesn't fight. He's why he doesn't have shitty fights. Very true. And, and fans have turned on every last one of these fights. Every single time. Fans turned on Devin. Yeah. The Linares fight. Some people turned on the JoJo Diaz fight, which I thought was unwarranted. Um, Definitely the Loma fight. Yeah, they turned him on the Loma fight. He's only fighting the best amateur to ever do it, but yeah. all right. Fans just turned on Tiafima Lopez for the Jermaine Ortiz fight. Second time. Fans turned on Ryan Garcia. Fans turned on Shakur Stevenson. Fickle. Y'all are some fickle, fickle. fucks. Y'all are some fickle fucks, <laughs> man. The problem is, is that, that Devin has proven he's fighting the best that, that they have to offer. He goes after everybody. And Ryan, th- for whatever reason, Ryan thinks he's a fraud. And I'm like, have you fucking watched his fights? He's better than you. 
Like, where does Ryan Garcia think he's better than Devin Haney? Power. <laughs> There's a lot of strong people out there. No, that's fair. And that's, that's your answer. And if he calls him a fraud, I would venture that that's the only reason. And that's, that's because right. he doesn't sit down and showcase his power. Neither did Floyd. Yeah. Early on, Floyd was a little more willing. But sure, Floyd got to the point. Devin in fights. What about Shakur? He, don't, he doesn't show power. What oh, about- Shakur beats the hell out of someone if they let but I'm just, what I'm saying is the idea that Devin doesn't have power, it doesn't matter. No, I, I think this Regis fight is the first time I saw something from him that looks like a Shakur, that looks like a Gervonta, kind of, a Ryan, a Tiafimo type performance where I feel you out for three rounds. I know you're not on my level, but I'm not just going to sit there and pepper you with a jab and I'll class you. That was a Lenares fight, and then he gets buzzed, and he's like, whatever, I'm winning comfortably. Even JoJo Diaz fight, he's like, I'm winning comfortably. He has one highlight real knockout on his career. I trust, I've searched. And it's one of those things where it's like he's, he was comfortable with that. This past fight against Regis, I don't think he was. I, I think he was like, I'm finally at the weight I'm supposed to be, and I'm trusting my body. And he went out there, and he had like a mean streak to him. And I think no matter what, everyone else has displayed that. Tiafimo against Josh Taylor had a mean streak. I mean, you look through his highlight reel, he beat the brace off somebody. He beat the shit out of him. And then, uh, I forgot who it was. It was like a little earlier in his career, like fight 10. But he hit him with a double hook that was filthy. And like, he's just a mean streak. You look at what Shakur does when you, to Oscar Valdez. And just walks him down to Jamel Herring, who he was talking shit to. And then I was like, nah, I like you, bro. Chill. And Herring's wife was like, no, nah, fuck you. Uh, but just that mean streak was there. I just never saw a mean streak. Aside from power, I never saw a mean streak in Devin until this past fight. And that's a scary proposition because he's getting better. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, like, I'm watching Ryan poke the bear. Like, when he sat down with me, I watched him just trash Devin, trash his dad. He's got more anger towards his dad than he does Devin. Yeah, sure. But, you know, saying that, you know, he's a bum, he's a fraud, and it's like, all right. And it's like, you right now, like at the press conference, he came out in this big-ass throne. He's yelling in Devin's face, and Devin's just like, like, he knows. It's the worst part when somebody knows they have your number and they're just watching you act like a fool. It's like, you got it. it's like, bro, I beat you the last three times we fought. I'm so much better in my career. Like, I'm top, arguably top five pound for pound on some people's list. Where are you? Not there. Like, I'm better than all your peers. I've proven myself. And here you are, Walt, Wolfen. I think Devin's going to stop Ryan. I think Ryan's overly emotional. I can see it. It, it has nothing to do with overly emo- emotional. It's just... No, he got to leave himself open. Because Devin's not just going to walk him down and stop him. But... No, he's going to stop him. Ryan has to be overly emotional, leave himself open, and then, yes, he can get stopped. And that's... Ryan leaves himself open all the time. No, it's not all the time. Yes, it is all the time. Against a highly skilled fighter, he's open. Yeah. He's open. And Devin is not small. Devin has a, a, a tremendous jet. Like, I think Devin's going to stop Ryan Garcia. You got to just sit down and commit to it. it if, I, if he does, I can see it. Like, there is a, like, obviously there's a world where Ryan could catch Devin. But I don't think Devin's that irresponsible that he'll just walk into that left hook. If, unless Ryan develops another offensive weapon, this is, might be an easy fight for Devin. This might be an easy fight and it might get ugly real quick. Because Devin's emotional too, but he stays within himself. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know what Ryan, like, Ryan didn't stay within himself against Tank. He went for it and he paid for it. Devin doesn't do that. So it's like, I'm like, as I'm watching, I don't care about the press conference. Like, I think it's funny. I think he's overly emotional. I think Ryan believes so much that he's going to knock out Devin that it's going to put the blinders up when he's fighting. He's going to forget how skilled. Devin Haney is, and he's gonna get. I think he's gonna get stopped. Yeah, I can't fight that fight think, with emotion. Even without, again, without emotion, Ryan is so irresponsible defensively that he's going to get caught with something. And it, it may not be like a one punch knockout like Javante. It may not be that he's going to get stopped. See, that's that's the key. You have to commit to catch him. At, at the core, Javante committed to catch Ryan. 
Because Ryan hit Tango with a couple of decent shots, and he thought, like, this is my time. Yeah. And then Tango will back up one step, sit down, and commit, and he threw right back, and Ryan wilted. He was like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. And he got hit with what's coming back. Devin, we have to see, as set in his ways as Ryan is, so is Devin at times. No. 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 Not the same. Against Loma, there were more openings to fire and let his hands go. Against JoJo, there was more openings to fire and let his hands go. At times, if you throw at him, his response isn't to fire back and just say, I'm going to land first. His response is, let me get on this jab, throw this stick, get on my bike, get distance again, and then let's figure it out. Let's yeah. get back to ground zero, and then let's, let's go at it. That's not yet how Ryan has been caught. Ryan has been caught when people throw between his punches and put his ass down. Twice. Three times you count Tang. Yeah. Tang did it twice. Once before then. They threw in between punches that he was... No, they did not throw in between punches. Ryan got caught pulling his head back against Luke Campbell. Luke That's Campbell, he threw... Never picked his right hand up. Yeah. That's not, not in between punches. He he threw a punch as Ryan was pulling back irresponsible. That's that's something that Devin can do. That's irresponsible defense. You don't have to throw in between Ryan's punches to knock him out. You don't. If Ryan turtles up and turns his back, no, that's that's too. Yeah. A more skilled fighter is just gonna get around that yeah, that's and hammer him. I, that's Ryan has that's so much of a new habit. It's it's that it's, wasn't a Reynoso Ryan habit. No, no, no. It doesn't, it's, it's a Ryan habit. It's a Ryan I got knocked out and I don't like to get hit habit. Like, it's something that Derrick James has to break. And I think uh, Ryan needed at least another fight before fighting Devin Haney. Yeah, but no one can tell him anything. No, that's the problem. And while I respect it, I like you going after people, but you put yourself at risk by not honing in on the qualities that are going to make you a complete fighter. Like, you're going to get beat like this. I'll ask this because we have time now separating the event from what we've seen since. Was it a mistake for Ryan to leave Eddie Reynoso in that camp? No. Nobody can get through this kid. I don't think it's a mistake. Um, if Ryan felt disrespected and more time was being spent on Canelo, Canelo said that Ryan was wasting the prime years of his career while he was in the camp, he had to go. Ryan needs to be somebody's priority. And even in Derek James' camp, I don't know if it's going to work out. He's not. He's definitely not a priority. Then. No. But in Reynoso's camp, it's Canelo and then everybody else. In Derek James's camp, it's Errol, who's not fighting. So Ryan's like the priority. It's right Anthony Joshua, who splits his time. Like, Ryan has a better chance there, but with, with I don't think... Eddie Reynoso is not going to fix Ryan's flaws. Ryan is... He's immature. He's young. He, he had Joe Goosen. Like, it ain't, it ain't the trainer, it's Ryan. And the things that he doesn't like, that whatever it is, it's not clicking with the trainer, it's, it's Ryan. I mean, it could be the trainer as well, but I wouldn't say it was a mistake for him to leave. I felt like that was a sign that it was time to go. Like, he didn't feel like, he didn't feel comfortable. If you're in a situation where you're not comfortable with a person that's trying to teach you, you got to go. You're not going to learn. No. Yeah, it's just... It's interesting because the trajectory when they were together showed that Ryan would be much more than he is already. You would think, you even look at, sure, Canelo's a priority, but you look at someone like Oscar Valdez, who's a two-division world champion. Sure, he lost to Shakur. Sure, he, you know, he's, he's taking his lumps now, but he's still always in the mix, and he has his titles. He's been to the pinnacle. Ryan hasn't even captured one title. No, I don't. I don't think you could tell anyone back when he was with Reynoso, like he wouldn't be a champion. I think you could of any division. I think you could. I think what Ryan Garcia is is he's stuck. He's stuck in between all these other fighters. He's not a complete work yet, but he doesn't want to take his time. Like and we're going to talk about this because we're going to talk about Jake Paul in a minute. He doesn't want to face like middling opposition. Ryan Garcia wants to fight the best now. And as big as he is in the social media following also dictates that. So it's like, if he says, I want to fight Tank, Oscar's like, no, no, no. 
fuck. Like, I have to give you this fight because you won't shut up about it. Yeah. He's not going to fight like Oscar Valdez would take the baby steps to get a world title shot. Ryan's not doing that. He's not going to. So it's like, how do you deal with somebody that's just, they ain't going to, it's like, yo, uh, I want to take calculus. Well, bro, you haven't passed P-algebra. Fuck that. Right? <laughs> I'm going to take calculus. do it. Yeah, you just got to give them the test and watch them fail. It's like, all right, and hope they learn. That's Oscar De La Hoya's situation right now. It's like, I hope he learns because, well, I, I, like, I know this is going to come out. When I truly believe that Devin puts hands on Ryan Garcia, Oscar's going to say it was a bad fight from the beginning. Oscar shouldn't say it, but he knows it's true. He knew it was bad with the, with the tank fight because of the rehydration clause, and probably because of what he saw in the gym. Even though Oscar wasn't around as much as he should have been, I think you're looking at, he's looking at a young fighter and he's just like, man, like, I said this before, you lose too many times, ain't no turning back from this. Yeah. It's not the record, it's your ego. Now, like, now that you know you can get hurt, it's a different fight. Like, Oscar fought everybody, but there was a natural progression to get to where he's at. He beat a lot of people before he started losing. Yeah, like, he beat, I mean, he fought position. everybody. He didn't lose until he ran against Tito Trinidad. Yeah. Like, he fought Ike Corte. He fought uh, uh, Fernando Vargas. Like, he, he, Chavez. He fought everybody. He fought, he fought Purnell. He fought everybody. But he was skilled. He was an Olympic gold medalist. Ryan is Olympic nothing. Ryan has deficiencies. Ryan has a fantastic left hook. But everybody knows it's coming. Everybody knows it's coming. I, I remember talking to Tank and Calvin Ford, sitting on that stage. And Shavante was like, motherfucker got one weapon. And he thinks I don't know it's there. <laughs> like He's like, I think it's the best thing when somebody truly believes in one weapon and thinks I'm that dumb to walk into that. Like, Javante is a good fighter. He just ain't fought nobody. Yeah. But he's a good fighter. Calvin Ford knew it. They was like, we know what's coming. With Devin, it's different because everybody knows about the jab, but they don't talk about the lateral movement. They don't talk about how responsible he is defensively. They don't talk about the right hand he puts behind it. Ryan, like, what else are we talking about? There's not a jab in sight. He doesn't throw jabs. No. All power. So you can't do that against lead opposition. And yeah, the press tour is going to be fun. The press conferences is going to be fun. Fight week is going to be fun, but the it's fight gonna itself... It's going to sell a little bit. It's, no, it's going to do well. It's going to do well. But the fight itself, unless Derek James can really corral this kid in and teach him something defensively, other than a counter left hand, and it's, it's going to be hard because what have you seen that works against Devin Haney? You're not as skilled as Lomachenko. I was about to say that volume works against Devin Haney if you can figure out how to throw enough yeah, you without to, your head snapping back every two seconds yeah, from the jab. There's a, and then this is a stronger and bigger version of yeah. Devin Haney. Loma had like weird angles. Like, Loma, someone, someone went through the, the tape of the fight like on Twitter the other day because um, Devin's obviously in a new cycle and stuff. You know, like rescoring the fight or whatever. And they had it 8-4 to four in terms of Haney. And no commentary, they said. They took everything off. But all they counted, and they, they measured all the, the punches, his, he threw more jabs and landed more jabs than Loma threw and landed, like, punches. Yeah. And the body work yes. to go along with that. But they, it was a great breakdown. I wish I could find the fucking person's name on Twitter again. I just didn't have it up anymore. But <laughs> they measured how Loma reacted to each punch. And he said Loma just stoned the, stonewalled the punches. Mm. So it came down to if he doesn't react to getting hit, it appears as though he's not getting hit. Right. So usually a jab hits you, you know, your head goes back a little bit, you got to reset. You can score that. Yeah. Devin hit him in the jab and Loma just, he didn't keep walking forward. Like his, his face never jerked back. It never moved to left, never moved to right. The body punches were cool, but the the measure of like maybe getting the elbow down or it's sliding through is like, did it stop him in his tracks? Did it stop his move? No, Loma just walked through everything. So it was like, but Devin landed all of those. Mm -hmm. My question then becomes, if it doesn't hurt me, what's the measure of these punches? They're still scoring. That's the point of scoring. Yeah, I, that, I, that's just my question. Yeah. It's like, if you get close enough to just Boot me on the nose. Mm -hmm. 
boop, right on the nosy. And it doesn't hurt me. But it's just like, tap on the nose, tap on the nose. And you do that 20 times, but I hit you with three and it moves your whole head to the left. Shit seems weird here. No. No? No, no. It's scoring. This is this is scoring. Points you, fight. Yeah, it, this is points fighting. Like, if you're just, going just to... Just tickling my mustache. Then stop getting tickled. <laughs> like, that's your job. Like, that, that's like... The difference between Floyd Mayweather and almost every other fighter on the planet is Floyd knew at a certain point in a round, I'm going to go get this round, right? He never really left it up to the judges. No. He was like, all right, this is close. Floyd always had this mode, watch any Floyd fight. He, it's a weird thing that he has. It's the instinct that he knows when to land clean. It is a crazy thing that Floyd possesses. The, when he... I talk, the lead right hand, when he throws it and that duck under, it's so clean that nobody watching can deny that it happened. <laughs> right? There's no, you can't stonewall it because he, 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 he does it from a distance and usually, this is the most disrespectful punch in the boxing because your hand's the furthest one back. He throws it, he lands it and the opponent will try to respond and Floyd's not there. Gone. So, Floyd doesn't have to hurt you but he just knows he has to land cleaner than you, more than you, and give you something, give the judges something to remember. Floyd was brilliant at that. Yeah. Like. Yeah, the pull counter is the worst shit ever. It, it's, it's the lead right hand and the pull counter. And he gets to, the, <laughs> to just overcommit. It's, it's and great. Shakur does that too, but not to the level of Floyd, where the punch stops like a whisper away from them when they pull back and you're just like, oh shit. Because you can't extend anymore. And you're just like, yeah, Floyd, and you just know they're he's just yeah. gonna rock, come back, and just hit you all in the face, and you're just upset. Yeah, it's it's not that Devin is unbeatable. It's not that he's the best in the world. Like there are flaws, there's things to take advantage of, but he's really good at outpointing you. He's really good at making slight adjustments. Like in the Loma fight, it was the body work. Yeah, and he's uniquely built for those lighter divisions. Yeah. He was a big ass dude, but the length, the way he fought, it enabled that style. It was very hard to get around. As he moves up, you lose some of those natural size advantages. Yeah. He'll fill out. He can take the punches. It's just that length against a guy like a Boots. Where you're like, fuck. He's, he's as big as I was to them. He ain't fighting Boots. <laughs> it's never to me, that. it's just like that. those measurements are tough right. when you start moving up and you don't have those natural advantages that you may have once had at 135. So um, I think... You know, we're going to see him tailoring his game. Even looking at Regis, Regis wasn't as big as him. Like, he was a lot bigger than Regis. Yeah, Regis and, is not a small 140 either. No, but he had, like, different length. Regis filled out at 140. Yep. But he it wasn't just naturally bigger than everyone. Um, at 147, 154, that's where Devin will be like, okay, now I'm just filled out. But my natural advantages are, are kind of gone. And then now it's like, okay, how slick are you? Floyd did this shit while undersized everyone. Which is more of my body. He was just, again, naturally more skilled than anybody that ever, like, in the past Even generation. he got caught. Yeah, everybody gets caught. Floyd right? didn't get caught. <laughs> Floyd got caught against Shane. Like, he got caught. Yeah. He got caught. He got but, rocked a little bit. Like, he, again, he's the master of his craft. Like, he, he understands everything. Uh, Tommy Davidson was on the Shannon Sharp podcast. Tommy Davidson said he learned how long his routines were through his jokes. So he could figure out what a 46-minute routine looks and sounds like versus a 13-minute routine. He could tie it, time it to a T. That's how Floyd treats boxing. The punches he throws, he counts them. Like, he's... Watch... Like, I've wa watched... Watching Floyd, Floyd watch a fight yeah. is the craziest shit ever, by the way. Oh, and he won't tell you he watches fights. He'll lie to your face. When he goes live... Yeah. To an, like, now that he's retired, and... You know, he'll pop up at the fight, but he'll pop up at smaller fights if he's watching like his young fighters or something. But he'll get there and watch maybe the main event, co-main event. Watching him watch the fight, it's he can't turn it off. He's just digesting information. Yeah. And he's he's rolling and moving with every punch as he watches it. And he just can't help himself. And I'm just like, yo, he's really breaking this whole shit down to the point. Reflexes are a wild thing because having reflexes when someone's, you know, two feet away from you, you got to react. Not that it's easy, but that's somewhat natural. Like in football, people are like, oh, how did you juke like that or whatever? 
Like, well, when someone's coming at you and they get kind of close, you can judge space and distance. It's kind of easy to know, like, yo, okay, this is my arsenal. I'm going to move. Cool. If you're watching that and moving and the people are that far away from you and you're reacting in real time, it should be like a tape delay because it's so hard. He misses not one beat. No, He's man. a freaking nature. Like, it's, it's, it's all instinctual for him. Yeah. It's, it's like going ultra instinct. Like, this shit's not real. Yeah. Like, no one was beating that guy. It's, it's funny where people, someone asked Crawford, like, not too long ago, like, you fought, right now, if the person who fought Errol fought Floyd, would you win? Maybe they, maybe they asked Bo Mack or something. They're like, no, Bud, Bud win that. It's like, fuck, Bud's really good. Sure. But it's hard to see anyone touching Floyd. It's, man. I would like to say Bubba would win that fight because the power, the, the strength, the, but fuck, I just never seen someone touch Floyd. Like, outside of one, two maybe lucky punches, it's, and I can't call them like just well timed, perfect, 100 of 100 punch, like, wow, I landed at the amazingly right time. No one's really done that outside no. of like two fights. It's, I, like, I watched every Floyd fight. I've, I've, since Gennaro Hernandez like I've watched this man fight I, I really have a hard time finding people that could beat him I've watched there's plenty of people you know let's say Ray Leonard or Tommy Hearns and it's, it's hard man it's Someone hard would have to be a lot bigger yeah but even it's not even that it's because even if you're bigger it doesn't matter if you can't score like it, it doesn't matter if you can't land punches none of this matters and if you're not defensively responsible to to deal with what's going because that Lee Wright is coming like the clean punches, if you can't outpoint him, like if you're if you think you can go in there and knock out Floyd Mayweather, you lost the fight. Yeah. You lost it from the beginning. Cause if your only job is to knock that man out, you're never gonna win. Never gonna win. You have to outpoint him. Jose Luis Castillo was the only one that was able to, to do it in a lot of people's eyes with this Floyd torn his rotator club in like the third yeah. round. Man, in one arm. And still barely won that fight. It's it's crazy. Beat the hell out of him in a row. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let, let, let's talk about um, your boy Canelo. <laughs> Canelo Alvarez. Mutually parts ways with PBC. Yeah, I know what this mutual looked like. You want how much? The fuck out of here. <laughs> that's, that's what it looked like. I, I promise you. Same face. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you that, and this is not inside, I haven't talked to anybody. This is not me reporting. This is just knowing you just fought Jamel Charlo for how much? And you want how much to fight Jamal? No. No. Like, going back to the Floyd deal, he signs a $200 million deal with Showtime. He fights Robert Guerrero and, like, Victor Ortiz. And at a certain point, Showtime's like, hey, motherfucker. It's time. You need to fight somebody. And he was like, ah, what about that Mexican kid with the red hair? He's like, all right, that'll work. Right? Because it sells. And everybody was happy. Cool. Thank you. Right? Then, (laughs) I don't care what anybody says. When he fought Maidana, after Maidana ruined the plans by beating up, like he beat up Adrian Broner and like, it was like, all right, you fight that guy. I swear to you that Floyd fought that fight was like, man, I have to make this close because <laughs> I need another fight. Need another paycheck. Gotta like, make people believe. 
that fight and the Cotto fight were two fights where the, all the critics said Floyd's legs were gone. They all said that in all, every report, Floyd's legs are gone. He can't move around the ring. Then the next fight, it's moving around the ring again. I was like, all right, y'all don't know shit, but all right, cool. You know what he wants you to know. Yeah. But in the case of Canelo, I, I'm sure of it. Al Heyman and the rest of the crew were like, hey, we're on Prime now. We got to sell this pay-per-view. We don't have the benefit of being on a network. You can't just fight anybody and expect to make $36 million. Like, you're not fighting Jamal Charlo. Jamal did himself no favors against Jose Benavidez Jr. He, looked, he didn't look great in that fight. No. Your brother sucks <laughs> in his fight. He looked like he didn't even want to be there. You, and we, there's a better fight for him, so I'm glad that shit didn't come to him. So, but they're looking at it, it's like, he's right here. David Benavidez is right there. You going to fight him? No. All right. See ya. Like, I, I, mutual is, yeah, like, we ain't paying all that money. You know, like, what we could do with 36 million, whatever the final number was, they're good. No, who will pay it? Of course we know who will pay it. The zone <laughs> and matchroom is going to pay, can, like, Eddie, Eddie Hearn's Eddie infatuation. Hearn pay him whatever. Look, he loves Canelo. He will pay him. But. Hey, the zone back out here, single the mile. Hopefully they get a table. We'll see. But. <laughs> It's always nice partying with the matchroom people. Yeah. Great, great people to party with. But it's the, the question is, when does a duck become a duck? And there were people that said Floyd ducked Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence, Keith Thurman. That's not a duck. Oh, that's end of the career. That's, that's, fuck you want me to do with these kids, right? Like, fuck them kids. I done did everything else I needed to do in my career. What do you want me to fight them for? Not a duck. Um, people are saying Terrence Crawford is fight, ducking boot tennis. That's not a duck. The hell's boots in us have the Terrence Crawford wants? Nothing. That's not a duck. Yeah. I don't when people say stupid shit, I'm like, what is, that's not a duck. Boots Ennis hasn't beat anybody. As good as Boots is on the eye test, he's beat nobody. Never had a title. But he's beat nobody. Nope. Not, not Tio Clayton? Come on. And not a champion, not enough. Like, what are we talking about? He's gonna supposed to fight Terrence Crawford? I think he's main evented one card. Yes. But that's my point. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not a duck. Canelo Alvarez. While some people will say, well, isn't Benavidez younger like Boots? Sure. Isn't, you know, Canelo like towards the end of his career? Sure. But you know what Terrence Crawford didn't say? You know what, like, Floyd didn't say? I want to face the best out there. I want to be the undisputed world champion and only face elite competition. That's, this is what Canelo said. I want to be the best Mexican fighter to ever live. All right. There's one guy out there who, while you were stampeding through 168, Benavidez got caught with cocaine and lost his title on the stairs. He came back, became a two-time champion. Beat the dog shit out of Caleb Plant. Yeah. Like, beat the brakes off of that man. Like he said he would. Didn't stop him, but he beat, he beat him up real good. And he's been calling your name. And he's your mandatory. And you say, well, what has he done? What do, you, what do you mean, what has he done? He's done everything to get this opportunity. Not a mandatory if it's not enforced. Well, no. It's <laughs> WBC is never hey, enforcing look, that. Look. Mauricio Suleiman gave Francis Ngannou the WBC number 10 ranking after losing a fight. Yeah. This shit ain't sacred. It don't matter. Do what you want. But he's giving Benavidez a chance to be number one contender at 175 before mandating Canelo fight. Right. It's like, hey, man, don't beat up Canelo. Go up here and fight these guys, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, you want to be undisputed? I got a different division for you. Now, leave this guy alone. Now, it's not like. Canelo has a better option out there. This is my problem. This is when a duck becomes a duck. It's not like there's another 168-pounder out there that you go, all right, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I was never okay with the Jamal Charlo fight. I said that from the beginning. The motherfucker was so inactive. Why would he fight him? He has nothing he wants. It was a little worse when he became. Yeah, and then, then was Jamal, no and it was like, two-weight classes? Are we serious? Like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're just trying to ride this out and lie to us. That's what you're doing. I think Canelo's a tremendous fighter, but you're lying to us, bro. Like, you are a liar. So now the rumor is that he's fighting Edgar Belanga or Jaime Munguia. Probably both in some order. What does he get out of this? Money. Well, here's the issue. It, legacy, like, his legacy is set, yes. But it, it knocks it back a few notches. Here's the issue. You say, if you say it's money, that means it's upfront money. Because Jaime Munguia is not going to sell more than David Benavidez. 
Edgar Belanga, nobody gives a fuck about Edgar Belanga. Let's just keep it a buck. Who was like on Saturday night? I was like, I gotta find the zone so I could watch Edgar Belanga fight some Irish dude I never heard of. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody. No. Except for Fat Joe. Was Fat Joe there? I don't know, but I, I feel like he was so. the only one that was like, Tracy you know Morgan. what? Tracy Morgan gonna be there. Like, sure. He rides with the Knicks, he'll ride with Edgar Belanga. But at, who on earth is asking for this fight? Berlanga did not look good this weekend. He spent three rounds not looking good. I would say he looked better than he did in his past couple he fights. He fought a nobody. His past couple fights, he damn near lost to nobody. This is my point. He bit a man, Dre. He's not good. <laughs> he bit a man. Not, again, if you want to say I, I'm not fighting Terrence Crawford because he's too small, I will accept that. I will accept that argument. I will say, all right, fine. Even though Terrence Crawford's beating the shit out of Errol Spence in ways we've never seen that man get beat, you have a right to say, man, his three-way class is beneath me. I ain't going to fight. I have nothing to gain. If yeah. I win, they say he's too small. Like, I know y'all want that fight, but y'all want that fight. I don't want that fight. I never asked for it. Terrence Crawford wants it. I don't want it. I get that. But this is a guy right in your fucking weight class who is just obliterating people, just beating people up. Like, and then headlined a pay-per-view and put hands on Demetrius Andre. And people say, well, Andre was too small. So is Charlo. Mm. Benavides beat the brakes off Andre. Canelo couldn't even put away Charlo. So what are we, what is, what is the logic here? This is a duck. You are ducking this man. It's tough. It ain't tough. This is a fucking duck. Quack, Cause, quack. Because he doesn't, it's very easy to just make him fight him. Or he would vacate the belt and then it's a clear duck. It's a duck. No matter how many ways you slice it, it is a duck. I'm not making him fight the man. I'm just saying, it's a duck. If you want to fight the best, that's the best. That's the best 168-pounder in the world aside from you. Yeah. Fighting anyone else at one season. Like, Jaime Munguia is not him. Jaime Munguia is not good. Jaime Munguia gets a shot before Benavidez makes no sense. Like, I feel like Munguia's made some progression. But you can't sit there and tell me he's better than David Benavidez. No. You can't even tell me he's better than, than Caleb Plant. He beat Sergey Durevchenko in a fight of the year last year where both of them were three sheets to the wind dead in the final round. Yeah. Right? And then he came back and had a good fight. Good win against John Ryder. Who the fuck is John Ryder? Someone Canelo be for a title. And who would, not for a title. John Ryder didn't have a title. He didn't. No, it was just a bounce back fight after losing to Bivol. Oh, shit. He's not good. Because he's on the backside of his career and is not willing to take the risk. And it may not just be him. It may be Eddie Reynoso as well. Saying, you know what? This is all we got. They're like, yo. Once, once, once this show's over. I'm trying to cash these checks, bro. That's it. I, you, can, you can have your legacy, but it's this is the last money for the rest of our lives. Theoretically, Canelo's going to keep making money. Reynoso in the camp. This Unless is you a, find another 14-year-old redhead kid, nah, I, I don't know where you're going to get this again. This is a duck. There is no, like, if you, anybody listening wants to argue with me and talk about, nah, it's not a duck. Canelo can do whatever he wants. He can. I'm still going to call him a duck. If you're going to sit there and look at a man who is beating up everybody, two-time champion, undefeated, and you're not even going to acknowledge he exists, what are we doing? Like, again, it's, it's, it's hard to call Canelo Duck, but he's never ducked anyone before. He's this. ducking David Benavidez. He is actively ducking that man. And let's let's be let's also keep it a buck. The narrative that Canelo didn't duck anybody is also a lie. Canelo Duck. Gennady Golovkin. Fought him three times. How long did it take? Sure. Did did Floyd duck Manny then? No, that's different. Why? Manny didn't want to get drug tested. There was a reason there. There was no, re like, if, let, remember, Canelo was supposed to fight Golovkin. Who did he fight? Amir fucking Khan. Yeah. Who was two divisions beneath him. Damn shame what he did to that guy. Amir had no <laughs> business being in the ring <laughs> with him. Thought he killed him. Like, yes, he fought Austin Trout when Austin Trout beat Miguel Cotto. Like, he's got a tremendous career. But this narrative that Canelo's never ducked anybody is a lie. Gennady fight maybe took two years longer. That's you waited the man out. Here's the problem. You can't wait out a man that's younger than you. No. Yeah, that's... Like, you waited for Gennady one to way old. to deal with him. Just like Floyd did. Yeah, you, you fight him now. Catch him early. That, it's too late for that. that Benavidez has gotten too good. Like, he he would have had to fight Benavidez three, four years ago. Knock him off quick. Canelo fought Golovkin in a fight that most people thought 
Canelo lost. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Most people thought he lost. And then it was like, all right, we're going to have the rematch. They had the rematch. And then... I scored a draw. Then half the people was like, eh. Maybe. It was a better fight, but we're not sure if you won. And then what did Canelo do? I ain't fighting him again. Waited him out. Waited until he got 40 years old. 40. Golovkin hasn't fought since. No, because he's like 75 years old now. He's about to turn 43. Like, he... Like, he... Remember, I was at the zone. They signed Golovkin. And I was like, I ain't fighting him. I don't like him. Who's champions at 160? When? Right now. Right now? Golovkin still has a belt. He's 43 years. I don't know who the champions are. Right? I don't even feel like looking it up. Oh, look. It's such a wasteland of a division right now. Uh, But it, it ain't great. But the problem is, like, that narrative has to die. Because, yes, Canelo fought everybody at 68. In that two-year span where he just mowed down everybody was excellent. But the lies, the lies, like, yo, my man is he's doing business. He's doing business. Like, yo, he's trying to, like, when he fought Miguel Cotto, he was like two weight classes bigger than Miguel Cotto. He fought Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and then said, I'm not fighting any Mexicans. You just fought a Mexican. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Like, I think Canelo's a great fighter, but I think the motherfucker's a liar. So, we have at 160, John Abeck has two. Oh, I almost forgot about John Abeck. Yeah, so John Abeck seems like he's the real deal. He got to fight somebody. Don't nobody want to fight that man? No, God, no. It's like, look at that Triple G again. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to fight him. Arislandi Lara is WBA Yeah, champion. I don't even know how he has a belt. I don't know. But, but he was supposed to fight Danny Garcia at 155 for the 160. Man, Danny's done. And then Charlo. Jamal um, is the other champion with Carlos. Carlos is WBC interim media. I don't care about interim champions. So Jamal Charlo still has the belt at 160 because they didn't struggle. No. He's never coming back to 160. No, you have to take it. I mean, him and his brother are going to retire off of Canelo money. So they're not, they're not fighting again. Well, he ain't getting a Canelo check, so his no, brother could retire off that. That's fine. They're going to share money. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. I just you don't. got to fight Caleb Play. They <laughs> do, but Caleb's going to beat him. Yeah, and then that's it. Like, this is the, the career of the Charlo brothers, to me right now, is over. It's yeah. over. It was cool while it lasted. It was. Y'all got away with a lot. Y'all got away with a lot of inactivity. You got away with some mediocre fights, Jamel. Jamal, you got a, a lot, away with being away for a long time. That you called people out and then disappeared. You made a lot of money, young lions. Yeah, and now it's 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 all caught up to you. Money goes far in Texas too. Yeah, crib is nice. J- Jamal, it just hit me. He about to get his ass whooped by Caleb Plant on Juneteenth because you know he always does that Juneteenth. He ain't fight. doing that fight against Caleb Plant on Juneteenth. <laughs> he's good. Yeah, like Caleb would be like, Caleb would be like, I see what you're trying to do. <laughs> don't make me beat your ass on Juneteenth. Yeah, like, don't make me beat your ass on Juneteenth. Like, don't, like, do don't do, this. don't, this is not fair to me. Yeah. I got a black wife, mixed kid. Like, I ain't trying to deal with this nonsense. But the, the Charlo's career, it's set. But a stadium booing Charlo on Juneteenth in Texas because they love Caleb Plant more. That'd be some shit. Look, I, like, it sounds like everything I said is like, I hate Canelo, but it's just like, I just don't like the idea of you still saying you want to fight the best. Like, for whatever reason, maybe Canelo thought the Bivol fight was going to be easier. And now he's realized, like, uh-oh, I'm not as good as I thought I was. That's the toughest fight. Like, because he didn't lose a slugfest. He just got outclassed. And it was like, fuck. He got beat by a bigger man who was technically sound and better. Yeah. Right? Like, that That was really it. And it was, that loss was okay. It was like, all right, you dare to be great. But this dude, Benavides, is just, he's just hanging around. Like, he's, he's you're preventing. Tough, this. That guy has the same measurables. <laughs> he just happens to be in the same weight class. But Benavides has the same measurables, except he's a killer alongside. He, he's him. a murderer. He's a murderer to th- th- throw 10,000 punches. And yeah. it's just every fight, Canelo's getting older. He's got a lot of mileage on his body. Just say, if Canelo was to say, I just want to make a lot of money. I've done all the legacy accomplishments. These belts don't matter to me anymore. I want to make some bread and go home. Everybody was like, all right, cool. But stop holding up those belts. Stop holding up them belts unless you're going to yeah, fight someone that yeah, deserves you don't them. need to be undisputed anymore. You're no. already undisputed. No, like, Bival's like, not interested in fighting you. No. He was like, I'll come down to 68, and you were like, no, I got to beat you at 75. It's like, bro, you can't just dictate all the terms. You lost. I beat you. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, you can't just hold on to everything. No. So he's like, I'm going to go be undisputed, which that fight should be happening. In June. June. Yes, June 1st. They'll probably have a rematch. Though, right? I mean, it depends how it plays out. We'll see. I, I They haven't announced any of the terms. I, no. I have no idea. You know, one th- good thing about Saudi, they don't really fuck with rematch clauses. No, I mean, I think... I think immediate rematch clauses are trash. I yeah. think they're the worst thing in boxing because while it can lead to Wilder Fury 3, after Wilder Fury 2, I didn't need to see another one. No. It was phenomenal. Right. Like Spence Crawford didn't need a rematch clause. No. Uh, Harold Spence obviously didn't need a rematch no. clause. He's like, yo, I'm going to have surgery. Fix my eye up again. I'll do whatever fuck y'all got to do. Like, like rematch clauses are dumb. They're, they're stupid. Because if a fight... works if it's super close. If you get the... But you don't need a clause. Beat off you, it's like, for what? If you have a really good fight and it's really close, there doesn't need anything to be anything in my contract that says I should get a rematch. We should just fight again. Yeah. Like if, oh, I think I beat you. Do you think you beat me? Let's fight again. That's it. But people take those wins and run. Well, that's, Never look back. That's that's the coward's way out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just like, yo, I, I know I squeak by. We ain't running this shit back. Like... I'll catch you in four years or something. I mean, that's what you hold this L and keep moving. This is what Canelo did to Golovkin. Canelo said, I got you, bitch, and ran. Man, that's it. And Golovkin's like, what? I thought I won both of these fights. Uh, Canelo's like, no, you didn't. See you when I see you. And even the worst part, through all of this, Canelo's biggest gripe on Golovkin was like, he called me a cheater. He's like, motherfucker, you failed a drug test. (laughs) What does that sound like to me? If I'm in the home run derby with Barry Bonds, we're both hitting home runs. And then he comes at with a big-ass head and hits more homers. And then he pops. You're a cheater. Yeah, I don't care what your excuse Yeah, it's like me versus you, you're cheating. That's it. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Canelo sold a lot of people on some shit for a while, man. Like, I fight everybody. You do when you want to. Who would you rather see first? Mungia or... I don't want to see either of these fights. These fights are not good. <laughs> I, want to see... I, I don't I ask you if you want to see either of these I... fights. I, said, I, Berlanga don't, I, I don't want to see Berlanga at all. To be truthful, That's I want to see Berlanga fight Munguia. Yeah. They're both going to fight each other after Canelo beats both of them. No, they won't. Watch. They'll fight. Watch. If Berlanga gets his ass whooped, he's taking his money, he's going home. Nah, because there's that, that little bit of fame, that little rub you get from being in the paper with Canelo. He ain't fighting Mungie. Absolutely, He's going to fight a lesser opponent for a decent bag of money. He's not going to run right into a Mungia fight. So, no, Berlanga's not good, man. He's not. Like that, that, there's so much wrong with Berlanga that he drank his own Kool Aid. And as you watch him fight, you go, it's the same guy. He has not gotten better. As a matter of fact, he's kind of regressed. Because he's been so reliant on knocking people out, they never developed anything else. No. Man, at 60 fights, 16 rounds. Yeah, and he was like, yeah. And we all were like, yo, he's hitting people and their eyes are getting big. Then he fought somebody, they hit him, and it was like, what's oh, up? Shit. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. He bit him. Yeah, he's like, well, I have to fight him. Yeah. I can't <laughs> figure out what else to do. Real quick, then, fights coming up this weekend. Jake Paul in Puerto Rico. Mendes Serrano fighting on the same card. She's the main event. Yep. In Puerto Rico. The crowd's going to be nuts. I wish I could have been on the island for this one. Uh, Jake Paul is actually donating all his purse, a good amount of his purse, to help uh, build more boxing gyms in Puerto Rico uh, across the island. He lives in Dorado, but he's trying to space him out a little bit with his bullying campaign. And that's something the island needs to. Not, yeah. It's been a while. Since new boxing gyms have popped up, uh, baseball's next, please. I, I drive around the island. The baseball fields that I was at growing up are shitty now. Uh, Carlos Beltran, not get back to that fucking money. Carlos Delgado get paid every year. Like, nonetheless, uh, no one fixed up a baseball field either. That shit can help out a little bit. But the boxing gyms, great start, great tradition in Puerto Rico with boxers. And for all it is in what, gentrification and shit is doing to the island and the colonizers who moved out there and fucking up the property rates and stuff. At least Jake Paul is somewhat giving back. You don't got to pay taxes when you live in Puerto Rico. Might as well do something. Sure. So he's giving back half his purse and he's fighting on a Friday on his own promoted card with his own 
So he gets a promoter's check and a normal check. And he's working his way up against a guy who I saw a training video of the other day. Looked like he should get stopped in too. He has I mean, a pro record, but doesn't look like the greatest of boxers I've ever seen. Nah, man. He's fighting Ryan Borland, a former Golden Gloves champion. Sure. Who fought like two years ago. It looks like it was a long way ago. Look, I think... The, it, I don't know what else to say about Jake Paul's boxing career. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, this is what he says. He wants to eventually get ranked by a sanctioning body, which is not outside the realm of possibility. If Francis Ngannou can do it in a loss, you can do it with a few wins. It'll happen. Yep. But people are like, who, why is he fighting this guy? Do we have to do this in boxing every time we have these conversations? Like, who's your favorite fighter fighting their 10th fight? I guarantee you his record was like 2-12. and 12, Right? Like, we got to stop. Like, Canelo, I believe, I was looking this up. His opponent was 2-6 and six in his 10th pro fight. He was fighting cab drivers. They all do. Yeah. They, like, there is... Wasn't he also like 17 years old? I was older than that, but... The point is, is like, it's not MMA. Everybody can't be Alex Pereira and win world titles, two world titles in two different weight classes by their 11th pro fight. Yeah, that's some Lomachenko shit. Yeah, and Loma had to be this super decorated amateur in order to do that. Boxing is different. Deontay Wilder stepped into a boxing gym when he was 20 years old. He didn't fight anybody with a pulse for 23 fights. So he fought Owen Beck in his 23rd fight, who was a wasn't even good. He was just a former title challenger. He didn't fight for a world title until his 33rd fight against Bermain Severn. We're going to be critical about Jake Paul in his 10th pro fight fighting Ryan Borland? I don't care. As a matter of fact, Jake Paul's 9-1. It's not like he's undefeated. Yeah. This is who he's supposed to fight. It's not like Jake Paul's a highly decorated amateur. It's not like Jake Paul, like, I don't know what y'all want out of him anymore. He... He clearly knows what he's want. He's got enough money to do it. He's not disrespecting the sport. Nope. He's not. The only thing he ever does that sounds ridiculous is trying to fight Canelo. Yeah. Who Canelo might fight him now because he ain't fighting Benavides. He might as well fight Jake Paul. Give him Eddie, some money. Eddie Hearn put that on. Saudi bag. But, bruh, he's, he's fighting on the under, in the co-feature bout of Amanda Serrano against a guy who he should beat, yeah. who has some pro experience. He should stop him. And then he'll fight again against somebody who's a little bit better. This doesn't get weird to me unless Jake goes, uh, I'm going to go fight Johnny Eblen from Bellator. Yeah. Or some shit like that. Like, this is natural progression for boxing, man. Like, boxing's weird like that. It's been weird I like that. I do think Jake has one more detour in him. I, I think he runs it back with Tommy Fury. That's the only one left. In, like, December? Maybe. And he says, I'm a lot better. Because I fought real boxers now for like three or four fights than I was when I fought you. Let's run this back. Yeah. And again, much like you talked about with Ryan Garcia, it's like, you took a loss. Go fight some other people. Yeah, get better. Get better. Try again. Ryan didn't give that grace to himself. No. Jake's not rushing. Jake's like, fuck it. If I got to be Coleman, I'll be Coleman. I'll fight on Friday. I'll fight on Friday. Because I'll fight every two months. I don't care. I'm the promoter. I'm cutting myself a check. Yeah, I don't care. People tune in. I'll make some money. It's guaranteed. The zone got dough. They'll pay me a little bit. Because when I do fight someone like a Tommy Fury again or a low-level champion, if I can smoke someone out of woodwork in two years and it's a pay-per-view and a real boxing pay-per-view, I'm going to make the money back. I'm going to win. It's crazy because like I've seen people talk about the Borland fight. Like, this is disrespectful. Blah, blah, blah. You know what's disrespectful? Canelo fighting Berlanga. That's disrespectful. That's worse <laughs> matchmaking than than Ryan, than uh, Jake Paul fighting Ryan Borland with his limited experience. Meanwhile, Canelo's a four-division world champion, undisputed super middleweight, fighting a guy who can't do anything. Right now, cruiserweight champions, Chris Billiam Smith, 200 pounds. Like, all right, Arson Glarmarian? They, they all beat Jake Paul right now. Of course. Like, but I'm just saying, like, IBF is vacant. Yeah, I mean, it's if still, that WBC was vacant, Jake Paul fight for that shit tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's he's one of those things where I'm just saying two years from now, it's not like that's the glamour division, right? No. People, if they are there, they don't stay there for very long. So it's one of those things where he can fuck around if he hangs around enough and just gets a little bit better. Grab a vacant. Hey, no, he's. I think in the next two years he's going to fight for a world title. 
I think he'll find himself in a position where he is ranked by a sanctioning body. Also, sanctioning bodies, they don't give a shit. They look at how much money this man brings to the sport. You're like, yeah, we're going to rank him. Because it's great if he holds a world title. Because you mentioned Christian and Billy. He ain't bringing no money to us. No. A Jake Paul purse, on the other hand? At 3% of... Of that purse or so Jake Pearl, Paul yeah. purse is very different. You have 3% of what's in my wallet or you can have 3% of the bank. So yeah. it's like, which one are you going to choose? Jake Paul is going to get ranked. As long as he continues to win, it'll be fine. And him fighting in the Kofi's about it was like, it's just step down. No, he promotes Amanda Serrano too in her home country. Like, yeah. what are we talking about? Like, you ain't got to like Jake Paul. You don't. But boxing has a lot of problems. None of them are named Jake Paul. None of them. Yeah. Now, he's not adding to any of those problems now. So, uh, Serrano, hopefully she wins this. Is this another three-minute, 12-round bout? I don't know. It ain't going the distance, though. <laughs> Should it? I don't think so. But it's one of those where I like that she's still advocating for that, pushing for that. And maybe this is probably the fight that gets her that Katie Taylor fight again. I don't know what's going on with Katie. Chantel wants a rematch, obviously a third fight. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know like if that's more money than a fight right now with Serrano. And Katie's at the point where she only has so many left in her. Well, the thing is, is like, Katie beat Amanda. Yeah. So, be sure but they split. So there's actually, like, it depends on what Katie's really looking at here because Amanda's, would talk about moving up to fight it. It's like, I already beat her. And Chantel, I beat her, but that was a closer fight. So is it the money or is it the legacy? I don't know what Katie, like Katie Taylor. Yeah, she's in her upper 30s now. Bob like, Garner's still undisputed at 35 or did they strip they her? They did not the strip her. Time? They like that. Uh, that was the worst explanation for a failed blood t- drug test I've ever seen. It's like she did it, but she didn't do it. So we're just going to close our eyes. She didn't mean to do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was like, she ain't mean to do yeah, it. Canelo didn't mean to eat tainted meat. Like, what are we talking about? But I don't think there's any repercussions from that. There, so. there aren't. I look. Oh. I ain't trying to say Alicia cheated or not. I just saw the explanation and I was like, this is some bullshit right here. If you meant to cheat, I know the results of the test say something was abnormal and you should then at least drop your belts and go earn them back after you test clean again. She had no repercussion. Nothing. It's like uh, Eddie Murphy Raw when Eddie Murphy talks about, you know, his wife cheating on him. He's like, hey, it wasn't me. (laughs) I looked at you dead in your face. Wasn't me. (laughs) That's That's Alicia Baumgartner. It's like she said, wasn't me. That's it. You're you calling just, me a liar? I ain't calling you shit. You're saying it wasn't me. That's what Lisa Bumgarner did. It's like she did not say anything else. She was like, wasn't me. Yep. Wasn't me. Just let it blow over. Move on. Incredible. I'm going to call Clarissa Shields and Clarissa's like, what the fuck? But, so, I mean, that'd be a great fight. It's not a great fight. For it's, Amanda. What? Bumgarner. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. It's Bumgarner. more manageable weight. Yeah. Bumgarner's big, though. The 47? I mean, Katie's was 135 and Wu was 140. 47 is a big jump. It's a good fight, but Bumgarner does have power. So I I don't know if that's the fight. And Bumgarner ain't coming down. It's it's really weird in women's boxing right now because nobody wants to come down. But everybody wants to talk about not moving up. It's like, look, if you're challenging somebody that's better than you, the person that's better than you is not coming down. Yeah, no, no. I mean... Nor should she have to, right? No. Why would I? So I'm looking through this right now. She's not that big. Like, yeah, they can they can get it popping. Because you look at it, she's undisputed at 130 still. Yeah. That's how I was giving a jump. Serrano's undisputed at 126. Well, she vacated one. Because WBC was weird. But Bumgarner's at 130, 135, and 140 is Taylor. So if you already jumped to 135, you skipped over Alicia Bumgarner. Now, can Bumgarner, you you didn't mention, like, she looks like she's filled out a little more. She's big. I don't know if she wants to cut back down to 130 to defend these belts, you know, but she might. It would have been a full year. So we'll we'll see. It's tough when you, women's boxing, you know, everyone fights everyone. And if you wanted to vacate, you could technically try to make Katie Taylor fight you at 135 if you're Bumgarner. But Serrano doesn't have to jump up there and beg Katie Taylor, just fight Bumgarner. And Bumgarner is, at this point, in a desperate position. 
She looks like a cheater. Not many people are rushing to fight her. 130 pounds. Let's get it. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. Michaela pushed her to the limits in that fight. And it's not like anyone has a ton of defense. No. Michaela. Oh, boy. I thought she won this past fight, but. Yeah, she's got to stop complaining. Yeah, when. I don't like listening to her. When you're just throwing punches, you then leave it to the judge's discretion. It's a little tough. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I think Serrano has, you know, options. Hopefully, we see a Katie Taylor call out. But if not, call out Bumgarner. Take that fight. That'd be interesting. That's a fight. You think Jake Paul can market something? You think Jake Paul can't market Alicia Bumgarner? No, for sure. That's, you doing numbers at the least. So, I, I think that might be a fight in Serrano's future. We'll see how that all plays out. It was great to talk boxing. We'll see what shenanigans happen. I'm sure Jake Paul will give us something to talk about because he's going to do a call out. He's going to say something. Damn near might announce his next fight Maybe. right after he wins this one. Yep. Um, might be for May. It, I don't know. Guy might fuck around and Eddie Hearn might talk him into doing a quick turnaround against, you know, another lower level guy. Maybe he'll be the co-main on the Ryan Carter or something. Jake is crazy. He's like, crazy. It's one of those where Eddie will be like, yo, we just need to sell a little more. <laughs> and, like, yo, come be co-main on this. I'll pay, you know, I pay you good. So Jake's just trying to get experience. You never know. So we'll see how all that plays out. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another boxing episode. Thank you, everyone who signs up to watch us and listen to us on Patreon. You guys are the true heroes out here, Corner Club. Every, shout out to everyone here at Blue Wire Studios and Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Follow us on all social media platforms. Like and subscribe wherever you guys listen to the pod. For myself, for the old man, Andres Hill. Till next time, we're out. Peace.